So women have to be aware of their body. They have to be aware of their family history. They have to be aware if to see if they're genetically linked to ovarian cancer or breast cancer. And they have to be their own advocate. And they have to know and, and realize that they have a right to be their own advocate and be totally involved and in charge of their plan of care. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the African American Business Association's podcast, sponsored and brought to you by the Western Women's Business Center. I'm your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. With us today, we have our special guest, Ms. Yvette Jives. She's the CEO and founder of HERS Limited Liability Company, promoting awareness, education, visibility, and healthcare navigation to women diagnosed with ovarian cancer and families impacted by the disease. Welcome, Ms. Jives. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for volunteering your time and your talent to be with us today. So tell us some more about what is HERS? Uh, HERS is a program that I started uh, in 2017. Um, I'm a nine-year ovarian cancer survivor. And when I was diagnosed, I was just became aware that there were there was really nothing known about ovarian cancer, and that women of color were uh, being impacted profoundly um, uh, with death rates, uh, the highest percentage of death rates with this with this uh, this cancer. And so I wanted to promote awareness, promote visibility of aware of ovarian cancer promote awareness and identify what the social barriers are for women obtaining health care and having access to quality health care. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're a nine-year ovarian cancer survivor. That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, tell us some more, I guess, about your business. How, how did, you know, what has been some of the the challenges developing your business here in Western North Carolina? Uh, to me, the biggest challenge is just really having that platform to actually create that visibility uh, mm. because you have to think about it. When ovarian cancer is where breast cancer used to be. Breast cancer, you really didn't know anything about it. People didn't talk about it. And that's really what ovarian cancer is is right now you know people don't really talk about it you don't hear about it when you go to doctor's offices you know you don't really see the brochures laying about that talks about ovarian cancer um what the symptoms are what the challenges people have you don't see signs up that that talk, that uh, actually give you information about support groups uh um, in this area uh with with ovarian cancer survivors where we could actually grow go and support each other and Share, shared knowledge and experiences so that we can go through this process of trying to go through chemotherapy and aftercare and trying to get back to some type of quality of life. So, you know, so that my challenges were, you know, are and still continue to be creating that awareness, breaking those barriers to uh, doctor's offices and specialists so that I can promote the services that I have to offer. Because keep in mind, a lot of doctors' offices have nurses there and healthcare navigators, and I'm a nurse as well as a social worker. 
but they have limited contact and uh, limited time with their with their patients. And so my goal um, in the future is to hopefully, as I've been trying to do throughout the years that I've been doing is just to try to break that that door down so that they can so that healthcare providers and survivors can see uh, the services that I'm promoting. That is yes, not just a one-time shop. It's an ongoing, plat- ongoing uh, platform. It's an additional support to them, to what they already offer in their office. Very good. Very good. As an African-American female, how, you know, I guess statistically speaking, you know, how, is, how important is uh, and the process of early screening for ovarian cancer for African-American women? And you said a key word, early screening. Ovarian cancer, ovarian cancer is symptomatic, which means there's no screening process for it. There's, wow. no, there's no test to say, oh, do you have ovarian cancer, unless it's in the stages of the ovarian cancer. So women have to be advocates for their own self-survival. If you're going to your doctor, if you're having symptoms such as um, low back pain, leg pain, pelvic discomfort, um, um, bloating with your stomach, uh, fatigue, increased fatigue, um, you're belching all the time, you have uh, 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 a lot of pain in your tummy, you're having symptoms like frequency with your urination or you have urgency to urinate or you're constipated all the time. None of those would, would make you think of ovarian cancer. So, but those are the symptoms that point to ovarian cancer. Hmm. So if you're having those symptoms and you're not getting better and your doctor, you're going to your doctor and your doctor is saying, uh, well, let's do X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to send you to a specialist and you go to a, a, a gastrointestinal specialist, for instance, because you're having all this bloating in your tummy and you're having, and you're losing all this weight and you're feeling full all the time. You know, and the doctor there says, well, we can't really, you know, find anything. There's really nothing going on that we can detect. And so you're going back and forth with your doctor, you know, and you're going through doing all these tests and nothing is helping you. You have to be your own advocate and say, you know what, let's check me for ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. But that, that conversation is not going to come up from the doctor, not until you're stage three or four. And you're in so much pain that you can't hardly survive. Then it's going to come up maybe for the doctor. So women have to be aware of their body. They have to be aware of their family history. They have to be aware if to see if they're genetically linked to ovarian cancer or breast cancer. And they have to be their own advocate. And they have to know and, and realize that they have a right to be their own advocate and be totally involved and in charge of their plan of care with that provider. So that's one of my goals. That's what one of the things that I do. That's what I promote because if you don't listen to your body, if you don't know the symptoms of ovarian cancer, if you don't listen to your body, if you don't seek out the right type of care provider for yourself, then you're going to end up, I mean, then the, the, the reality is that you're going to, you're going to eventually die from ovarian cancer. Wow. Mm, yes, ma'am. Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. So, so as a 
as your business, you know, how has your business been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, quite a bit. Um, before the, um, before the pandemic, I did, um, events quarterly. I actually, Asheville Parks and Recreation, they were great to let me have complete access to a room in all the centers. I went all over the centers and in, and also had a couple of ladies that I did private events in their homes. And I would actually um, have a meal catered in, or we would, um, my sister-in-law, who's a great PR person, would go to different places and we would get um, donations of food. And we would actually have a big meal, a dinner prepared for our ladies. So when they came to that meeting at night, they didn't have to worry about dinner. Then we would um, have childcare and I would have um, childcare providers that were certified to do childcare. So we would have childcare services. We would have dinner, childcare services, and we also had transportation to and from the event. So we eliminated the barriers to keep uh, women to from coming to uh, to the event to to be able to listen to my presentation, and I was very fortunate that my doctor is a, a great supporter of ovarian cancer. My cancer doctor, uh, Dr. Ashley Case, and so she would come on board and do pre presentations with me. So pre-COVID, I would do that, and I would also identify different barriers such as. Uh, Social Security Administration, people don't know how to access benefits for Social Security. They don't know how to apply for disability. They don't know about Medicare and, and what Medicare, what's all involved in Medicare and the different benefits that you can acquire as you go through your treatment process. And so I have a good friend that she's, I call her the disability guru, the Social Security Administration guru. She knows all about it. And so when I would identify a barrier, I would pull in someone from the community to actually present with me at these different events that I would have. So, yeah. so that was pre-COVID. So post-COVID, I have been working on um, a slide stack presentation. I guess I had it all in my head. I wrote it all down on paper. And I'm just getting to the point where I actually have someone now who's helping me develop it. So then our next thing would be trying to knock on doors and get providers to and uh, to actually uh, allow me to do presentations, not only for the survivors, their, their clients, their patients, but also for providers so that they can also identify the, bar the, the, the biases that they have that actually impact women of color being able to trust that provider and having those hard conversations with them. So that's what I'm in the process now of that's actually being developed. We're working on now the wording, the process. I actually have someone now that's going to be doing the slide stacks for me. So that's what post, you know, now I'm in the midst of COVID, knowing it's not going anywhere soon. I've had to really, really think my process of, of how to get the word out. Yeah, that's some very, very important work that you are involved in and thank you so much. I mean, unfortunately, but fortunately of, you know, your, your own experience, what it taught you and uh, what you can now share with uh, so many other people. And so thank you so much uh, uh, for being willing to not just, 
you know, go through something in silent and, and, and mm-hmm. don't see how you could benefit others with it. So uh, thank you so much mm-hmm. for that. Um, so as an African-American business and, you know, being a member of the African-American Business Association, you know, how has your, your business benefited for being a part of the African-American Business Association? Uh, to me, because of the different workshops that have been offered, and I've actually, pre-COVID, was able to actually present uh, hers to an audience, which you were a part of. Yes, but um, uh, mm-hmm. the, the different workshops they offer, they offer the, uh, the marketing workshops, the, to be, um, being able to have access to, to Laura Ford to ask questions about getting my, uh, uh, my, uh, EIN numbered, you know, walking me through that process, uh, along with Stephanie Twitty. Um, uh, uh, I think the Duns, getting my Duns number, being informed of all the different, um, the, the, the different uh, tools that I could utilize to actually improve my, my business. And, you know, the fact that I didn't have to worry about paying for this over and over trying to find finances to pay for a class, trying to find finances to to um, be able to talk to someone, you know, about my, what are my challenges, what are my barriers. There was always someone that I could access and talk to. And Tara Brown, I mean, she was really great to really direct me into different funding resources that I could apply for uh, in order to help uh, uplift hers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I remember being there and listening to the presentation. And, you know, and and I thought then what I thought now was that you're a phenomenal survivor. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Have you ever had the opportunity to take advantage of any of the coaching and training that's offered by the Western Women's Business Center? No, I haven't. I really haven't. Well, I'll take that back. At a, a couple of years ago, because I really wanted to um, have my my business to be able to build uh, for my services, and um, which is still a challenge now. That and it's something that I intended to to email Laura about from our last session. She said, "If you got anything that you want to talk about next year, uh, the last thing that we had today, and that's still an issue for me. I still cannot." Um, find someone to help me build, to to learn how to build for my services. Um, they actually, I would, did go through some coaching. I did go through some uh, uh, with the very beginning of of my program, but unfortunately, the 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 the, the young the the lady that they put me with, she was mostly into the um, I can't think what you call it, fat book. Okay. Yeah, but she wasn't, she really did not, could not help me. And I became really discouraged, I would say, for a while. And then I decided to, uh, Aisha Adams uh, helped me a lot thinking about things and processing things. And and uh, she actually encouraged me to write a book, which I did. It's on my website. It, actually helped. it talks about my journey. But I still have not reached the goal of being able to know I was I was connected with a lot of different resources, but they were all focused on mental health services, and my services are medical, not mental health. Yeah. 
And so that continues to be a challenge to find that 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 coaching session, that connection that could help me be able to to build directly as myself, as my own entity. Yeah, I'm quite sure that there's someone within that community, uh, the African-American Business Association's community uh, through the Western Women's Business Center that Mm -hmm. um, they can connect you with. And so I definitely will have another conversation with Laura myself as well on your behalf. Okay. Um, to make sure that, you know, that ha- that happens and, you know, and, and thank Aisha a lot for, you know, what she was able to uh, assist you with as it relates to billing. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any closing comments uh, and how can people uh, be a part of get involved with your work? Um, well, if anyone has someone that they know that, um that has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer, that um, the challenge is um, trying to, the, the, the healthcare system is so complex. And so if you don't understand your labs, for instance, if you don't understand the, the language that the doctor is using, I will accompany you to your, to your doctor's appointment. So um, I'm a healthcare navigator. And like I said, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 33 years. And I'm also a social worker. I've been a social worker for 16 years. So with both of those those career choices, I'm actually able to, number one, help you do an assessment, identify what are your barriers to your care. But I'm also able to understand the, the medical language and the medical components that you bring forward to me in those questions. And I'm able to help you advocate for yourself and navigate through that complex uh, health care system to make sure you're getting continuity of care, to make sure that you're being listened to, and to to uh, make sure that you're being linked to the resources that's going to help you with the with the barriers that you have identified. So if you need me, please go to my website. Um, please go to uh, hers h e r n s dot org. That's my website, and look it up. Look at it you know, browse through it. You can call me on my phone, 828-242-5020. Again, it's 828-242-5020. On my website, you will see 828-505-7059. So either one of those numbers you can connect, you can contact me with. There's also on my website where you can email me directly on my website. You can um, send me a, um, a message and I'll get right back in touch with you. Like I said, I'm available to go to your doctor's appointments with you. I'm available to look over your labs with you. I'm available to look over your diagnosis with you and to actually talk with you as to what strategy you want to approach when you when you actually meet with your doctor so that you feel comfortable and you feel empowered to, to actually be a participating part of the plan of care, which impacts you and, the life, and your life and your family. Very good. Thank you so much, Ms. Yvette Jives the uh, CEO and founder of HERS and uh, HERS li- uh, Limited Liability Company. Uh, it has, in fact, been uh, a, a plum-pleasing pleasure. Uh, and, 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 and as well as, you know, thank you so much for your time and talent and uh, sharing with our audience today and uh, look forward to many more extended conversations with you. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for reaching out. Thank you for being consistent and patient, uh, had so much going on in my life. And thank you for allowing me for the opportunity again to
to uplift hers and bring awareness uh, and visibility to ovarian cancer. Absolutely. Wouldn't see it no other way. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying another episode of the African American Business Association or AABA podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast using platforms like Apple or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by the Western Women's Business Center. The Women's Business Center has served as a catalyst for the success of women entrepreneurs in the mountain region since 2014. Their mission is to meet the needs of women entrepreneurs through one-on-one business coaching, workshops, and access to capital. Their team of experts offer support on a range of topics small businesses need to start and grow. They are a program of Carolina Small Business Development, which is a statewide nonprofit CDFI with a mission to foster economic development in the state of North Carolina. For more information, please visit our website at www.bcnc.org or reach out to Laura Ford at lford at carolinasmallbusiness.org.